0: Today's podcast highlights the contributions of Black people to American history and to the world. Welcome to My Take. Well, it's not my take, it's Miguel Crespo's take. Whatever. For inspiration to go. Welcome to My Take, Pastor Crespo here. My Take is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify is where you can go to catch the podcast in its video form. And I want to encourage you, however you get this podcast, to like, to share, to subscribe. If there's anyone out there that you believe would benefit from some positive things on the, on the Internet rather than just negativity, if you think someone would enjoy a little chuckle, if you think someone would benefit from Bible wisdom, you need to let them know that the my take with Miguel Pod, Pod My Take with Miguel Pod, my goodness, this is what happens when you try to talk too fast. The My Take with Miguel Crespo podcast exists. There you go. Got it out. Am I gonna edit that out? Probably not. Okay. Anyway, like, share, subscribe, let people know that it's here. What's the purpose of the my take podcast? The the my take podcast is this. We want to reach out to you. If you are someone who wants to know more about God, who you know you feel a spiritual vacuum inside of you, you don't know exactly how to fill it. And maybe you don't want to go to church or you have some apprehension about church or God himself. This podcast is where you should tune into so that you can get some of that Bible wisdom, learn more about this God of creation, the God that inspired the Bible, and heed his invitation to draw a little bit little bit closer to him. I'm telling you, your life, your life will never be the same again. I want to let you know that there is an email. Uh, You can catch this on uh, mytakemc at gmail.com. You can email me that, contact me there, mytakemc at gmail.com. Let me know what you think about the podcast. If you have any news articles you'd like me to use, you know, we, that's pretty much what I do here. We take articles in the news and find a connection that it may have to some story or some lesson that will encourage you from scripture today is no different today we are highlighting the contributions of people of color specifically you know we call them black people but that's that's kind of a that's too broad of a term but it's a term that people are familiar with so i'll use it but mm, i'm not necessarily comfortable with just saying black people that's that doesn't that's not right but we're, we're highlighting the contributions. Uh, February is Black History Month. And so what we, I wanted to do is share a little bit about black history with you, and then let's see where we go with my take and uh, how the Bible ties into black history. All right. Well, if we are going to look at black history and the people that have contributed and made the life of not just black people, but all people better, we we, The first person that comes to mind, obviously, is Dr. Martin Luther King. Now, of course, you know, we should all know who Martin Luther King is. If you've been to uh, at least our American schools, you know that he, who he is, what he's done. But let me just give you just—I'm uh, going to highlight some historical figures here, and I'm starting with Dr. King. Martin Luther King really does not need an introduction, however— for those of you that are not clear, Martin Luther King was a Baptist minister and a social activist. He, he became the most well-known and most powerful leader in the civil rights movement until his death in 1968, where he was assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, here's a quote that I believe is super important. This is why I started with him. This is a quote from Dr. King. He says, quote, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. You know, I, I share this quote because there are some things, and, and this podcast is dedicated to inspiring people, not to get into the social issues of the day. But there is, there is a movement, it seems, for people who are discontented with their lot in life, whatever it may be, to try and solve their problem with violence and hate. Some of those very same people lift up and laud Dr. Martin Luther King. But if you're going to lift him up, if you're going to talk about him, then you need to listen to him. Darkness cannot drive out darkness; only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate; only love can do that. And I believe he his life is an example of that. All right, uh, you didn't maybe you didn't know this. Here's a little known fact about Dr. King. That at the time, he was the youngest man to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. He was 35 years old when that happened. I believe that that's not the case anymore. A young uh, young lady, 17-year-old, I wrote her name down. Ma- I'm, I don't want to get this wrong, but Malala Yousafzai, she's a child's rights activist. She was 17, she's, When she received it, she was 17. So I believe that honor now goes to her. But we all know Dr. King... Probably his most famous speech is his I have a dream speech that one day people, his children, will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Wow, that would be great words for all of us to live by, wouldn't it? All right, let's keep going. We're going to another one here. Uh, Rosa Parks. Okay. Again, if you know anything about American history, Rosa Parks is not a new name to you. Rosa Parks stood up for civil rights by sitting down. In 1955, this 42-year-old woman was sitting on a bus, and as I understand it, you know, of course, back then they had segregated seating so that uh, whites and blacks were not to sit together. And the blacks would sit at the back of the bus, whites would sit in the front, and actually that line on the bus would change based on how many people were there. So if there were a lot of white people, the white section got larger and the black section got smaller, that kind of thing well they wanted rosa parks to move from her seat because there were more white people coming on the bus and they did not want to sit with her well of course we know you know history now tells us she refused and she got she got in trouble with the law for that but that led to a and i didn't know it was this long but that led to a 381 day boycott of the bus systems and it it's unfortunate that it took 381 days and the the threat of financial ruin for them to decide finally that they weren't going to be enforcing this segregation issue with busing. But that was, you know, that was before the 1964 Civil Rights Act. That was before uh, all of these things now that are now in law that make it illegal to do this thing. This this woman, especially at a time where just women in general were looked down on. I mean, if you think it's being, being a black man in the 1940s, 1920s. 19, imagine being a black woman, and yet saying, "I'm not moving. This is wrong, and I will not move." That that's that. She's got a lot of guts. All right, let's move on. Another historian in another figure in Black history, Jackie Robinson. Uh, I <laughs> I have the greatest of respect for this man. Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier when he took the field for the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1947. He became the first black athlete to play in Major League Baseball. And let me tell you something. If you read some books, watch some document- documentaries, he, he had to win over his own team because they at first didn't want him on there. Uh, he, had a, he had a rough time, but he loved baseball and he had self-respect and self-dignity and would not let people take advantage of him. But here's something you might not know about Jackie Robinson. Did you know that before his baseball career, Jackie Robinson was in the army? Yeah, he was in the army and he was arrested while in the army and court-martialed. Why? (laughs) For refusing to move to the back of a segregated bus. He went through the same thing. He wouldn't move. Here's this, here's this veteran sitting down, not being looked at as equal, even though he is as good or better than anybody else around him. He refused to move. He was arrested. He was, though, acquitted and did receive an honorable discharge. And I don't know all the circumstances, but I that was not easy. I can't imagine being uh living a life like that and choosing instead of using my fists to fight back, I'm gonna use my heart and I'm gonna use my mind to fight against injustice and oppression and racism. All right, we're going to keep going here. <clears throat> I I, I, I want to get to the my take part, but I don't want to shy away from black history here. Here are some inventions that we have today that we owe a big gratitude, debt of gratitude and thanks to, to black people. Let's see. You like that mailbox on the corner? Thank Philip Downing, a black inventor. Hey, traffic lights. You like traffic lights? Oh, well, I mean, I'm not going to say if you love traffic lights, but you like traffic lights. So we owe Garrett Morgan a debt of gratitude. The automatic gear shift by Richard Spikes in 1932. Hey, you like dry, you like clothes dryers? Did you know that George T. Sampson was the inventor of the clothes dryer? 1892. How did they do that back then? Wow. All right. Automatic elevator doors, Alexander Miles and folding chairs. Did you know folding chairs were invented by John Purdy, uh, a black inventor, 1889? All right, the most getting talking about inventors here, the most famous inventor. When it when, when we deal with Black History Month, usually his name always comes up. George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver, um he is the one that not I guess he invented peanut butter, but not he invented 300 uses for peanuts. And I didn't want to go through the list because that would make a humongously long podcast. But George Washington Carver, you like peanut butter and jelly? You can thank a black man for that. Okay. Otherwise, it would just be jelly and you know, that wouldn't be very good. You like PBJs? That's right. George Washington Carver is responsible for that. But did you know that George Washington Carver is also responsible for something else? George Washington Carver came up with the idea of crop rotation. That's right. Now, if you don't know anything about farming, let me just explain something real, I'll just hit the mic here, explain this real briefly to you. When you grow anything, let's say you grow alfalfa. When when you're harvesting and and farming alfalfa, these things may take certain nutrients out of the ground. And if you keep growing the same thing season after season, you deplete the ground of these nutrients. And then after a while, they're not going to grow very well, if at all. But what Carver found out is if you use different crops and you rotate the crops that you do in, a, in fields, some crops take nutrients out but give other nutrients back. And if you keep rotating it, you keep your crops strong, but you also keep the ground, the, the dirt, healthy as well. That increases production. That increases the quality of what you grow. we have George Washington Carver to thank for that. Here's something that you might not know. I have two facts about George Washington Carver that you may not know, and that is that George Washington Carver was born into slavery in Missouri. Um, George Washington Carver is credited with being the first African American to earn a bachelor's degree. You know, I think it'd be interesting to, to have a conversation with those people back then and how they were able to deal with the with just the world as it was. I. I, you, We wouldn't have called it racism back then. We would have just called it, this is just the way life is. You know, people of color were at a certain level. People that had no color, can I say that? People that would fall into the category of white people had higher status. Some question whether they were even human. There was a time when black people couldn't vote. But yet, what is it that caused them to... Rise above that. And yes, it's hard. And yes, even today, sometimes we deal with some of this, but I think we can learn a lot from the spirit that they had back then. It seems sometimes we don't have as much of it now. Now, here we are. Here we're talking about Black history. And why am I sharing this? One, it is Black History Month. <clears throat> I want to highlight that. And and for all of you folks out there who, you know, you're a minority, you're a person of color. And today there's the idea that... <clears throat> that you live in this world that's constructed by oppressive systems and, and everything is bad and everyone is racist. Oh, my friend, um, you didn't grow up in the world of Rosa Parks or Dr. King or George Washington Carver or any of the other people that I mentioned. You, the, the, you don't live in that world. You can be whatever you want to be. You can choose to be a victim or a victor. And, you know, just between you and me, Sometimes you meet somebody that looks at you and is racist. Okay. But sometimes you meet somebody who treats you really bad. It's not because they're racist. It's because they don't have Jesus in their life. Some people are not racist. Some people are just jerks. Are you going to let a jerk cause you to have a bad life? Are you going to let them deprive you of getting and going and being something great? No. Then why would you let a racist do that? all of those people need Jesus. All right, let me let me get back to this. This is this is what happens sometimes when you get a microphone in front of a preacher, you start going off. Let, let, black history. If we talk about black history, excuse me. The uh, discussion of black history is not complete unless you talk about this one person. This one person that actually he got to do something that no one in the history of the world has ever done and will never, ever do. This guy is unique in all the history of the world. Who am I talking about? Okay, let me, let me first share this Bible verse with you and I'll give you the context. So I'm going to share a Bible text with you. If you're on Spotify, you can see it. Yep. Now, the Bible tells a story about the, the trial of Jesus Christ where he was brought on trial, he was mocked. The Bible says they whipped him. This is leading up to his crucifixion. They whipped him, they beat him, they, they they played games, mental games with him, you know, put a bag over his head, punched him, and then say, you're a prophet, prophesy who, which one of us was the one that punched you. And if you choose wrong, we play this game again. But then after all that abuse, they put a cross hanging over his shoulder and they made him drag his own instrument of torture to the place where he was going to ultimately be crucified. Well, the Bible says this, that, he was so weakened by the experience that he was barely able to carry his cross, and at some point at some point he fell down under the weight of the cross and the Bible says this in matthew chapter twenty seven verse thirty two you can go see read it yourself it says this, as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, and they compelled him to bear his cross now this text is is obscure in the sense that it's just a quick bam you read it. And he just comes into the scene of history in and out. Simon of Cyrene. Who was this guy? What's the big deal? Well, let me tell you this. Cyrene is located in North Africa. The people of Cyrene are black. Um, Today, you would probably better recognize it as being part of the country of Libya. Now, Simon of Cyrene Think think about this. Simon of Cyrene is standing there. He's visiting Jerusalem, and he's on this scene where they're carrying this criminal to be crucified. And he falls down under the weight of the cross. And the soldiers are looking around. Who are they? Go- what are they going to do? Well, we need to get somebody else to do this. Who are we going to pick? Well, you know, people have rights. Roman citizens had rights. Everybody else was second class. But here is this guy who I guarantee you was darker than everybody else around him, even though they all had nice suntans on there. He was darker than everybody else. He's not from the area. And so they took this African and they made him bear this instrument of torture and death to Jesus. An instrument, by the way, that was already stained with the blood of Christ. So he wasn't going to get out of this cleanly. So here's this guy, he's pressed into service and he has to uh, carry the cross of Jesus. Do you know what just happened in that event? In this one verse, what the Bible is describing, it's describing a black man given the privilege to carry the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is it that this man has done that no one else in the world has ever been able to do and probably and never will, and that is do the opposite? He carried Jesus' burdens. You see, Jesus carries our burdens. He says, take my yoke upon you for my burden is easy, my yoke is light. He asks to have a, an exchange or, or a teaming up. Jesus came to help you carry your burdens so you're not crushed by life. Simon of Cyrene, a black man, an African, the one person in the entire history of mankind that got to do that for Jesus Christ. What angel would not have given up both of his wings to take Simon's place at that time? Who wouldn't have said, Lord, I don't care. Make me mortal. What angel was, Lord, just make me human. I don't care. I need to be there for my Jesus, my commander, my Lord. No, that privilege went to an African. Wow. 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 My friend, Jesus came to carry your burdens. Simon. An African was given the privilege to carry his burdens. let me let me let me say this i I want you to find inspiration in looking at the history of the and the contribution that people have made to our history. It, you know, as a person of color, it is sometimes difficult because all you hear is negativity. I, and i'm and I'm sorry, I'm speaking as a Hispanic. Um, I grew up in the inner city. I, I, I've i heard the same thing. So, you know, we talk about one class of people that are prejudiced against another class. We know that racism exists in every color. But sometimes we use that as an excuse, as a reason not to rise up above, above, above our circumstances. You know, I remember growing up and there was a time in my life where I said, you know, I wish I wish I was born rich. I wish I was born white because I thought I would have better opportunities. And that was such a silly notion. Let let me say this to you, that Black History Month reminds me of the contributions that, that people made in spite of the circumstances in their life. And it is in working hard, in persevering, in love, in opposition to hate, in light opposition to darkness, where your life gets better. I also want you to know this that maybe the world sometimes looks at people different based on where they're from, but I want you to know that God does not look at people differently from where they're from. Let me share a scripture with you. <clears throat> Romans 10, verse 12. The Bible says this, There is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. You see, the world may look at you and, and judge you based on the color of your skin or, or where you're from, what clothes you're wearing, but you need to know that God does not. When, when Martin Luther King talked about content of character being how we look at people, he was talking about looking at people with the eyes of God, At the content of their character. That's more important to him than your gender, than your nationality, where you're from, how much money you make. And one last thing I want to say to you is this. You know, the very thing that might have made Simon of Cyrene stand out and be looked down upon by some was the thing that caused them to have the highest honor in the universe so take heart today my friend if there's something in your life maybe it's maybe you look down on your skin color maybe you have some type of handicap maybe you have some something that sets you apart and you feel people make fun of you because of it i want you to know this that that very same thing that you look down upon yourself or you think is a negative about you <laughs> Be faithful to God. It may turn out to be the thing that sets you apart from the entire world. When God sees you, he sees what's in your heart, not what's on your skin. And I thank God for that. You should too. That's my take. And that's inspiration to go.